0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, fitness, wellness trends, food, how celebrities get results. I also review other podcasts and media on these topics. On this show, I like to discuss details and the reality of trying to find balance in a world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the show. Now, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. So this is one of my free episodes. I do two free episodes a month and then two premium content episodes called Craving More. And those are subscriber episodes only. We have extra juicy content, some taboo topics, and you can subscribe through Patreon or you can subscribe through Apple Podcasts. That'll get you two extra episodes of premium content per month. Uh, And then I also have a VIP tier exclusively on Patreon. So there's a couple extras on Patreon, but you can also subscribe through Apple Podcasts. You can also just leave a rating and review for this uh, podcast. It does mean everything to us podcasters. So those are a couple ways that you can support the show. Now before we dive in, I did want to talk to you about our sponsor, which is a trusted nutrition program focused on healthy aging and longevity. It's called Prolon for Promoting Longevity, and it helps maintain health, energy, clarity, weight, and performance while supporting healthy aging and rejuvenation of the cells. As you know, I'm all about slowing down the aging process and increasing longevity, and that starts with what you're consuming on a regular basis. Their main product is the Prolon five day nutrition program that feeds the body with clean premium ingredients while providing the rejuvenation benefits of fasting. The Prolon system allows you to eat for five days and your metabolism and cells think you're fasting. It's the number one doctor-recommended fasting nutrition program based on over 20 years of research, and it was developed at the Longevity Institute of the, Southern, of the University of Southern California. In human studies, Prolon showed to reduce biological age as well as risk factors for health conditions. It's a great body and spiritual reset that combines plant-based nutrition with spirituality and rejuvenation. Fasting is common in all divine religions and major meditation schools, and now some science has uncovered that there are major benefits of this practice. Check out Prolon's nutrition products and program, and you can subscribe to their five-day. That's the one they they recommend doing three times a year. They also have a bunch of other phenomenal products on their website. So you can go to prolonlife.com. You can use code VERONICA20 for 20% off your entire order. Again, that's prolonlife.com. Use code VERONICA20 for 20% off. And I'm also going to put this it's in my link on instagram at the diet obsessed podcast give me a follow check out the link Um, and I'm also going to put this in the show notes so you can also go there to get your coupon code and the link enjoy Hey everyone, welcome back to another one of my free episodes. It's nice to speak to all of you. It's been a little while. I know the last episode that was released was an interview. I do have another interview coming up uh, the week after next, Uh, so I'll be announcing that pretty soon. But um, a lot has happened since the last time we talked, so I'm going to dive right into my mental health check-in. So my mental health is, is again, it's, it's always up and down because good things happen and then, you know, things that cause anxiety happen. But overall, overall, I'm doing really good. I have a huge announcement. So we have been waiting forever to get this news. Uh, We found out on February 6th that we were going to be on the meeting for our final license in Massachusetts to get our delivery operator uh, license under the Social Equity Program. And February 8th, it was announced, we finally got our final license. I was like, oh, like it's been, it's been such a long journey. It's been, this is like our third or fourth year trying to get this license. So it's been a long time. It's been excruciatingly painful to get to this point, but we are here. Um, so I was very happy to, to find that out. And now we, you know, now we need to get our commence operations and we do need to raise some money before we can even launch. So the social equity fund, which is this fund that's going to give grants to um, people that are under the social equity program, are going to, they're going to be releasing some funds. So I did submit an application for that. So we're, Praying and hoping that we get the maximum amount under that program, um, that's just going to pay old bills. Like it's it's really for people like us who, you know, have had really difficult challenges. You know, relief putting us out of business for that entire year and having to go to court with them uh, nearly put us under. And you know, thankfully we won our damages and we were able to finish the project. But you know, a year of not paying rent we amassed $25,000 in late rental fees. So yeah, we've been trying to pay that off the whole year and, and it's a lot. So, you know, this fund would help us just get current with all of our old bills, but then we still need to raise money to actually launch and have money for payroll and products. And so, you know, so we're still... You know, scrapping and scrimping to 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 get this project and this actual business off the ground. But um, our CFO thinks we might be able to raise some money from some investors because we do finally have this benchmark that we've been chasing, this goal, this final license. So it's it's you know it does have value. So hopefully, um, hopefully we can get that uh, investment and we can launch. I'm hoping to launch sometime in March. So uh, we're busy, 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 just trying to raise money. I'm going to have to hire, get, you know, just everything completed for launch. So, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be away. I'm going to have to go to the East Coast for like, probably at least 90 days and and be away from my boyfriend and my dogs and the beautiful Arizona weather. And so that's going to be, you know, I'm kind of bracing myself for that. That'll probably be the most difficult out of this entire journey, the most, most difficult, you know, section of what we have to do. But, um, but we'll get it done. And, you know, my boyfriend's very supportive and you know, he knows that if if we can get this this business successful, that you know a lot of other dreams can come true. So we'll see. Uh, but I'm I'm very very determined to make the business a success, or at least you know just leave it all on the table. I'm not. I'm going to put every last ounce of sweat and energy and everything I have into this business to try to make it a success. So you will be hearing all about it. I'm sure I will be having several mental breakdowns while I'm trying to get it done. Um, we also found out today that um, that our, our payroll service had it seems like they've messed up on our taxes and our withholdings. So I got this big tax bill from 2022 for our Arizona business. So, you know, it's just, it's just more joys of being a business owner. And, you know, it's, it's just one more hurdle we need to get through. So I'm trying to figure that out, but, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one dealing with tax stuff at this point in time. So, um, anyway, we'll get through everything, um, you know, that's the, that's one of my affirmations is I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. And I, I believe that, you know, I say it every day. I look at my vision board. I say it in the mirror. I say it out loud three times along with my other affirmations. And it does make me feel empowered. And like, I really can take on the world and and accomplish anything I, I set my mind to. So, So, you know, challenges are there to help us get stronger and to show us the way. The obstacle is the way. So anyway, that's my mental health check-in. I hope all of you have had some good mental health days yourselves. Alright, let's get into my anti-aging antics segment. So now I've gotten some negative reviews about how much I talk about Botox. Well, the Botox complainer can be glad that I'm I now just did switch to Disport to try that. So uh so I just got back from my My injector, and she's also, I tried a new lady that had had been referred to by one of my friends, and she had this neck treatment. I did announce it on my last Craving More, one of my uh, premium content episodes. I did announce that I decided what I'm going to do next for my anti-aging treatment, because I was trying to decide between like blepharoplasty and something anti-aging for my neck, and this PRP with microneedling and radioactive frequency. And it's all very expensive. You know, there's a sculpture treatment I want. So it's, I've just been trying to decide like what I want to do first. I want to fix my teeth. So there's a lot of projects, self-improvement projects I'd like to do. So I just, I did decide to do this radius for my neck. And it's basically supposed to help you stimulate your natural collagen. And so I went for a treatment today and I'm going to go for another treatment in about six weeks, six to eight weeks. And supposedly it's supposed to last for a couple years. So I'm, I'm super excited to see the results from this. It's going to take a little while to get the results and to see it over time, but um, I am going to be posting some pictures and some videos of the treatment on my Instagram it's not cheap, but like it was it was like eleven hundred dollars for this first treatment. And again, like if I'm you know, I was trying to decide, like, do I want to inject the bands with disport Because I usually do that with either disport or Botox. And it does help. But I think my my thought was when she wrote out this whole tr- all these treatment options for me, I think if this works, it'll actually save me money in the long run because Botox and disport only last like three or four months. So you think about how much you have to spend just for something that lasts three to four months. And, you know, and that's, you know, probably like five or five to $700. And this is $1,000 or $1,100 and it can last a couple of years. So if I get the value out of this, I think it's going to be, Um, it's going to make me very happy because overall I'll be like, I'm spending more money now to hopefully get a longer result and a better result. I'm hoping. So we shall see. I will report back. Uh, you will definitely know. So anyway, that is my anti-aging antics segment for this week. I also wanted to do, in my diet culture media moment, it kind of ties in a little bit to my anti-aging antics segment. Uh, This just popped up on my radar. A couple of my friends were talking about it, and then I did see it on Instagram today. Uh, Julia Roberts had posted this picture with her, her, is it her niece, I think, Emma Roberts, who's obviously much younger. And she was talking about how like they had just gotten up, they were spending the weekend together, they were playing cards, you know, and they're just, you know, not wearing any makeup. I mean, they're just casual at their home. And Julia had her glasses on and just her hair back. And it was just, she was like, it was just a sweet moment that we wanted to post and share. And she said the, the, the comments on social media were so mean, telling her, Oh, why would you post this? You're so ugly. Ooh, you're so old. Ooh, like, why would you do that? You used to be pretty woman. Like what happened to you? And just all of these trolls and hateful comments, just tearing her looks apart, you know, because she's a woman who's, you know, aging and, you know, she doesn't look like her 20 year old self like she did when she was on pretty woman. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, asinine what's happening on social media in the comments right now and you know it, it's this weird phenomenon that that happens with people and I'm not I'm guilty of it myself I mean I learned a long time ago to not post negative comments on social media because it really does not it, a, it doesn't make you feel good about yourself you, you really do feel trolly when you do that and it's just not necessary. It's like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. I mean, obviously, I speak my truth here on this podcast for those that want to listen. And I am very honest. And I might say some harsh things here. But it's it's not so public where it's just like put out there on social media, just hate. And, and I just think that there's this thing that happens to people that and especially in today's world where everybody is looking to get offended everybody is and 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 of course people just tear down women's looks all the time especially as we age and it's just it's really just a sad state of affairs that that we find ourselves in and and what julie was commenting on is like she's a 50-year-old woman who like knows who she is she's a confident person and she's like but those those comments really hurt me and she's like i can't imagine if you're a 15-year-old and getting the, this type of feedback on social media and what that could do to like your depression your anxiety your mental health overall maybe this should have been in my mental health segment but um, I just think that it's it's a it's it's really horrible how we taught how how people are just tearing each other apart on social media in such a public way to to just be negative and to just hurt people. and it it did make me think about you know what I've put out there. It makes me want to just be an overall more positive person and to just put out positivity. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to be truthful on this podcast along with, you know, not trying to be hateful. And I don't know, it's, it's just this weird world that we live in and, you know, social media, they're, they're very much realizing all these neurologists and psychiatrists that the social media is a drug, you know, people are using it to get dopamine hits and, and, and it's affecting everybody's mental health. Anybody that spends a lot of time on social media, And, you know, I'm trying to build this podcast and I have to use social media. Um, And so, you know, the way I engage on it, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely putting myself out there. And obviously I'm talking about diet culture, which in and of itself is a very polarizing topic. So I remember I made this post. I think I boosted this post recently that it was just saying, you know, this is just what I talk about on my podcast. I said some people hate you know, get offended by anything related to diet culture. And I just enjoy talking about it, analyzing it on my podcast. That was the message. It's like, basically, I'm just trying to let people know like what this is all about. And I got this comment from this woman that she's like, you know, there are ways that you could put this information out there that are not hurtful. And I was like, was that hurtful? And again, I just think that anything related to diet culture could be hurtful to somebody. It's just... We all have these lenses that we view life and it's, you know, we perceive things through this lens of our own experiences and what can be triggering to some people is not triggering to other people and vice versa. So, you know, I just think we should all be a little bit kinder. Like the world needs more kindness. Anyway, it, that didn't perfectly fit into my diet culture media moment, but it was a media moment. It had to do with mental health and anti-aging. Um, And so I did want to bring it up um, because it's just a relevant and important topic right now. So that is my diet culture media moment of this week. All right, let's get into my healthy habits segment. Now, I did a VIP episode that's about to come out on the 15th of this month, so tomorrow actually, and um, because I'm taping this today on Valentine's Day and um it has it's all about how i'm reassessing my relationship with alcohol because i had a very bad night again i detail that on my vip episode that you can subscribe to through patreon um so if you want to hear about my humiliation embarrassment <laughs> go go subscribe uh and i did do and i on my last craving more episode i did do a full recap of my prolon my last time i did prolon and i did it with my boyfriend and so again, that's that's a craving more episode. But after I got done with the Prolon, I, I decided I really wanted to try to cut back overall on processed sugar. Um, just again, focused on, on whole foods. I really want to go into the East Coast and launching this business, feeling healthy, feeling strong. Um, not going in, you know, feeling like I've been binging on sugar because I am kind of, I have a little bit of a sugar addiction. So I'm just trying to stay away from processed sugar. And so that's been actually going pretty well. Um, I, I got this, I've been eating this banana, strawberry, Greek yogurt, granola parfait, you know, that I make and it's delicious. So that's been um, controlling my need for, you know, processed sugar. It's just, it's, it's, you know, natural sugar and fruits and, you know, there's some protein in there with the yogurt. So that's been very satisfying to me. Um, I did, I had made that spicy Thai salad last week and I, oh my God, that recipe, I mean, it makes so much because, you know, I buy all the vegetables that you need for it. And, you know, a ca- a red cabbage. When you buy a red cabbage, it makes, it's like, you shred that. Like I only shredded half of it and I still have this whole bucket left. I, I have a half of a cabbage left and this whole bucket that I just wasn't able to consume. Um, and then like this whole bag of carrots and I used three cucumbers and it's just, there's so much left. And I was eating it like every single day of last week. And I don't know, it was definitely filling, and it would make me—I don't know—it was a lot of raw, crunchy vegetables, um, and so so anyway, I, it, it it satisfied me. It was delicious, uh, and I—I I, but I, I'm going to be throwing out a lot of those vegetables this week. I just couldn't finish it all. I wish Chad would have eaten some. I did realize Chad had these ramen noodles, and the the recipe calls for some ramen noodles, and I I needed two cakes of it, and he had these, I didn't realize that the ones that he had in there were like the low carb ramen noodles. And he's like, they're like a million dollars each. I didn't even realize that that they were low carb. So, so that made it extra healthy or at least low carb. So I was using those in it, um, not knowing that I was making a healthier choice, but, um, but anyway, that was good. And then, and then, so we did, uh, let's see, I've been eating, trying to get more protein. I definitely have not been hitting my protein goal. Um, Again, because I I decided to make that spicy Thai salad, it doesn't have a ton of protein. I mean, you know, there's cashews and the dressing has protein because it's like a peanut dressing. But, and I've been doing my superfood smoothie in the morning. So, you know, there's protein in that. And, you know, I've been eating some nuts and stuff, but I definitely am not coming close to that hundred grams of protein. So I don't know. I just need to kind of double up the effort. I swear I bought some salmon and I cannot find it. I'm like, where did that salmon go? It should be in the freezer. It's nowhere to be found. So I was going to try to cook that this this week just to get, you know, like a breakfast of salmon or a snack of some salmon just to get more in. Um I did have Chad cook. I had gotten some some ground beef and some ground turkey at the store, so he did make that into some, some you know some just he, he you know cooked it with some you know taco seasoning, so that's all made. Um, I did end up eating some of that last night, you know I've been with you know some tortilla chips and some leftover guacamole from the Super Bowl party. And so, uh, you know, I probably should be pairing that with vegetables for something lighter during the week, but, um, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to eat some tortilla chips with it. So anyway, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect on my whole foods right now because I was, you know, eating some chips over, over the weekend and stuff like that. But, but overall staying away from the processed sugar, especially during the week, trying to get more protein in. Uh, last week I worked out a lot. I did a lot of the sauna I did a Pilates class I was running or walking so pretty much every day. Uh, this week I've just been so busy and and I also you know I wanted to let my my all my anti-aging treatments like settle in without being burned off quickly by my metabolism so I took. I actually have not really worked well, that's not true. I, I I was gonna say I haven't really worked out this week, but I did do some push-ups on Monday and I did some planks yesterday, but no cardio. Like I'm not really doing cardio. And um yeah, so that's that's those are those are some good healthy habits that I've had this week, and I'm looking forward to continuing them as the weeks continue but definitely going to be trying to get more protein in. So, those are my healthy habits of this week. I hope you've all had some good healthy habits for yourselves. All right, let's get into my tasty treat section. Now, again, I'm I I am trying to stay away from processed sugar. However, we did have It's funny. I saw this post on Instagram and this girl was like going into Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and the Waste Management Open all in one week. And my body's like, what? So that has been true. Like we had this weekend where we went to the Waste Management Phoenix Open on Saturday. We went to, we had a Super Bowl party on Sunday. And then this week we are going out to an Italian restaurant that we've been recommended as being like the best in Scottsdale. It's called Sophia's. So we're going there tomorrow. I'm very excited to eat some pasta and have some delicious Italian food. So I will be reporting on that on my next episode and the the yummy meal I have. But um but you know, look, I I after the debaucherous alcohol-fueled night that I talked about on my VIP episode, I decided to cut back on on alcohol for a couple weeks. So I did go two weeks without drinking. And then the first time I did have a drink was the Waste Management Open. So uh, we almost lost our lives because they oversold the tickets. And it was literally... So we had VIP tickets where we could get into these like kind of tent areas and, you know, they give you free drinks and food and all kinds of stuff. And you're kind of just like sitting in an area where you can watch the golf and just kind of, you know, have a, have a nice place to sit and relax. And so we, we got there really early. We left at like 9am, got to the location, walked over to this first place and it was so perfect I mean, it was supposed to rain that day. So we were very worried about the weather. But when we got there, the sun had come out. We had this perfect seat right on this hole. I think it was the sixth hole. And so we were just sitting there watching the golfers, eating some snacks. They had like this trail mix. So I was trying to stick to the trail mix, but I did end up having some, some chips and lots of drinks. Now, I did get a bottle of water. Okay, that was one of the downfalls of the last time I drank. I, I had some water in between all the alcoholic beverages that I've had, and I made sure I ate that morning, had some protein, and then continued to eat in between and drink water in between my alcoholic beverages. So, and I really didn't eat that much that day. I mean, the so we got to that first place and had our little snacks and some some drinks. Then our fatal mistake was trying to get to this other tent that had like lunch, you know, and there was going to be like steak and pasta and salad and all kinds of food there. And so we're like, well, let's go over there. And and the golfers weren't going to be back at the sixth hole for a while. So, you know, the guys I was with wanted to see golf. So we were like, okay, let's go. And oh my God, literally we, we almost got crushed to death. I mean, we literally could have been trampled. So we're trying to get through this corridor of people. And it just, it was just barely, I mean, it was insane. I i, I, I had to pee so bad. I thought my bladder was going to burst. People were just pushing into each other. And this whole swarm of people to the left of us, like it just wasn't moving. We were just trying to get through Oh my God, Chad almost got into a bunch of fights. And Chad's not a fighter. Chad is like the chillest person you'll ever meet in his life. But it was get everybody was angry and it was so tight. And oh my God, I was like, can we please not fight with anybody and make this worse? Because literally, I mean, if, if, if people had started pushing, I mean, it, it was one of those moments where you're like, if there's a stampede of people, we could get trampled to death, literally. So they finally ended up opening this gap. And we got separated from our friends. I got separated from my, one of my girlfriends and all the rest of our friends. I, I was able to hold on to Chad. He, we, they were finally like letting people up into this, like up this area above the crowd. And Chad was like, no, let's not go. And I'm like, yes, we have to go this way. I'm like, I cannot stay in this, this mass of people. Thank God we did. We went up. And we finally made it over to some bathrooms. The line looked, it was literally a mile long. Thankfully, it moved quickly. And then we were able to get into this like 17th hole tent to start, you know, to to have some space and to like get some food and some drinks. And it was just, we were all miserable. By the time we got through that, like half the, half the group, they didn't get up into that corridor section. So literally my friend ended up. Like, I called her, and I'm like, where are you? I'm like, I'm so sorry we got separated. She ended up having to scramble. She, like, went under the barbed wire, scrambled up this grass embankment, through more barbed wire to get to that above section that we got, got, you know, we were able to use some stairs to get up to. But, oh, my God, I felt so bad that she was had to do that. And it was, it was a nightmare. They, I guess the fire marshals came and they, they like stopped letting people in. They'd oversold tickets. It was, it was crazy. We did end up, we, I mean, we were the three of us, Chad, myself, and my friend Kate, we stayed because we made it to the 17th tent. Everybody else left. They were like, screw this. They were so miserable by the time they finally were able to meet up with each other that they were just like, they just got out of there. So, so that was kind of a, a fun, but also crazy day, lots of alcohol, no, really no healthy food, except for my protein shake in the morning. I had some, some delicious chips that I hadn't had forever. And I ended up getting the Nashville hot chicken sandwich that I love when we got back to this bar restaurant that we had left from. And so I just got that to go and I really just ate half of it and went to bed. So I didn't really eat a lot of food. I had more alcohol than food that day. But, um, but it, you know, everything I did eat and drink was delicious. So that was, uh, that can be included in my tasty treats. And then let's see. And then the next day we hosted the Super Bowl and I made homemade guac, which turned out delicious. I actually didn't use a recipe. I was like, let me just try to make this myself and figure it all out. And I did put um, so I did some chopped red onion, so a little bit of garlic, some cilantro, some jalapeno, lots of lime juice, salt and pep salt, and then uh, yeah, it was came out really nice. I bought a bunch of different salsas, I did a ton of different cheese and meats and crackers and those Castelvetrano olives that I'm obsessed with. Oh, they're so good! And then I decided to try to make this pastry thing that I had. I'd saved from Instagram and it looked really simple. So there were two recipes I tried. I went out and bought the puff pastry. And basically what you do is you cut the puff pastry into into squares. And then one of them, now I I did leave out an ingredient. Maybe that's why they didn't come out so good. So the first one called for shallot, shallot or onion. I mean, the woman didn't specify in the recipe. I chose to use shallot, Um, some balsamic, uh, olive oil, salt and pepper, fresh thyme, and the ingredient I left out was some uh, maple syrup. And you basically like make these little pools of all those ingredients and then lay the puff pastry over it and just do a little egg wash on top of it and then bake it. And so now those, they, first of all, the puff pastry puffed wicked high, which I guess it's supposed to. <laughs> I guess that's the point of puff pastry. But the woman in the in the episode on or in the episode from Instagram, hers were kind of thinner, so mine were extra puffy and big. And I just didn't. I don't think I put enough of the the ingredients on there because it was just right in the center of the the big puff pastry, and it just it just wasn't enough flavor for the entire pastry. Like the one little center area was scrummed italyumptious. It was delicious. Um, and those that flavor combination really worked well. But I just, I, if I did it over again, I'd put a lot more of that and maybe spread it so that it reaches the entire puff pastry. Maybe I would try it with a little balsamic, or I'm sorry, the um, maple syrup. So that one was like not quite a foodie fail because it did taste delicious, but it didn't turn out the way I, exactly that I wanted. The other one was much better better in terms of how it looked and came out. The other one was you took honey, and I used that um, that special New Zealand honey, and I put a little dollop on the parchment paper, and then I used a mandolin to slice some red apple, and then I put four little slices of red apple, and then two little pieces of brie cheese over it, and then more honey, And then you just put the puff pastry over it, you egg washed it, and then baked it. And those, I mean, all the ingredients kind of poured out the bottom of it, but it did, when you turned it over, it was like glazed and it looked like a big apple pie and the brie was melty. And if you like that combination, it was kind of like a salty, sweet apple pie pastry it was delicious and it came out pretty nice it looked pretty nice not as nice as of course the instagram i you know you you often have to try in ingre- uh recipes a couple times before they come out perfect but um but anyway i was happy about that and then and i i was glad i tried a new recipe anyway i had been wanting to try it for a little while so i just i thought super bowl why not and what else I did have a foodie fail recently, so I do talk about this pesto pizza that I get from Trader Joe's all the time. Chad put all the sausage on his half, and I usually i like i like certain types of sausage, but this was like this Bavarian meat, and it like leaked over to my side, and it was so gross. I'm like, this tastes, this ruined the pizza. Like it literally ruined my delicious vegetarian pizza. Um, but anyway, over besides that. All the food from the Super Bowl was a hit. Tasted delicious. Um, I didn't really do anything like a dessert. So people did bring over, like it was somebody's birthday. So there was a cake there. And I did decline cake at first. And I stayed away from the cookies they brought. But as the night went on... And I used a little cannabis. I was like, that cake is looking good. So I was like, yeah, whatever. It's a special occasion. I'm going to have a piece of cake. So I did go off my processed sugar goal for the night. But again, I'm not trying to be a perfectionist here. You know, I'm just trying to, to make healthier choices, cut back on processed sugar overall, eat more whole foods and protein overall. But still, I want to enjoy my life. And if there's a delicious piece of cake there, I might have it. So I did have that. It was good. Um, And then, you know, the next day, I just went right back on my no-processed sugar kick. So anyway, those were my tasty treats of the week. I hope all of you have had some good tasty treats yourselves. All right, let's get into my podcast review. So this week, I did another Just Jenny podcast episode. Now, trigger warning for anybody that does get triggered by the talk of weight loss or diet culture. This might be the time to turn this seg- this episode off. Jenny is, you know, she's about, I don't know, she's probably maybe a decade older than me. So she was part of that whole uh, special diet culture craze back in the day. And she is someone that talks a lot about and, and very openly about the ways that she tries to maintain her 70 pound weight loss. And she talks about it in ways that, you know, because she feels that when she goes off track food-wise and she lets herself emotionally eat, she ends up feeling terrible in her mental health. So she really, you know, works hard to make choices that will keep her mental health in a positive state. Now, there's both some advice that she gives out that can be very triggering to people and then there's also a comment that she made back to a listener that I I thought was really good. So um, so overall, I, I I get entertained by Jenny. She definitely eats differently than I do, but I love the fact like some of the stuff that she thinks is delicious. I'm like ew gross. Now I'm not here to yuck her yum. I love that she shares all the details about what she eats and why she eats it and how she eats it. And I just, I love those food descriptions. So, um, so anyway, I'll try not to, I'll try not to yuck her yum, but she definitely has a uh, very different tastes and, and texture needs than I do. So, So it started out, she was just doing a solo pod, and apparently she has to sell her house. Now, I I didn't get all the backstory on it, but she seems very stressed about it, and she has to be out very quickly. So she's like, I'm trying not to eat my feelings too often. She's like, I'm trying to move my body every day. Um, And she, she said that sometimes after she gets her workout done, she says to herself, you know, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for doing that. And she actually says it out loud. And she's like, that positive affirmation is really good for you. She's like, you you know, you've done right by yourself. And and Jenny is big into like the 10,000 steps. She walks constantly on her treadmill. So she is very focused on both incorporating regular fitness along with, you know, trying to control emotional eating when she gets stressed. And sa- And she said that... You know, food-wise, you know, depending on what she can tolerate eating, you know, she said that she's very stressed. And so she's not super hungry because of the stress. And she's like, the only thing I want is ice cream. So she's like, I'm doing this thing where I take powdered peanut butter, like PB2, and I put it on my frozen yogurt or some Edie's light ice cream. And, And she's like, so there's a little bit of protein from the peanut butter, the PB2, and she's like, if it gets too chalky, I add a little water in it. And she's like, it becomes this like ice milk thing. And she's talking about this girl on TikTok who did who did the same thing. She's like, I she added water to ice cream. Which seems strange. And she uses, she said she uses real peanut butter, whereas Jenny uses PB2, which is 45 calories for two tablespoons. And around six grams of protein. She's like, I might be off slightly. She's like, but I, I do choose to use the lighter form of that. She's like, it's defatted peanut butter. I actually have some right now in my closet. I, I put it in my protein shakes a lot if I just want a little extra protein and kind of a peanut butter flavor. Um, that's a side note for 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 me. But she, but Jenny's talking about this recipe where you can mix, mix it with water. And she's like, then if you put a little bit of hot cocoa packet some of that powdered hot cocoa on your ice cream or frozen yogurt, and you mix all of that up, she's like, it's so, so good. And personally, I'm someone like, I don't want to drink an ice milk. This is, this is a side note from the podcast review. I personally, Veronica does not like to drink. Like, I'm not going to choose a milkshake. If I'm going to, if I want ice cream, I'm going to eat, Ice cream that has chunks or something in it for texture, jimmies, sprinkles, cookies on top, you know, Heath Bar Crunch something. I need I need texture. Even even and if I'm trying to be, you know, a healthier, I might put some some slivered almonds or some chopped walnuts or some chopped pecans on it. And I love the texture of nuts in ice cream, it's delicious. So personally, I would not use these powders and these, I mean, I'd use PB2, and but I, I, again, I, I guess I could see mixing some of the PB2 in my ice cream if I wanted to like have some, some I do like peanut butter on my ice cream, um, but I would not put water, <laughs> I would not put water. Water, icy milk, no, that to me, that's a no. But hey, more power to Jenny if she likes that. Um, She said, okay, this is another thing. Now, again, I am a huge texture person. So this next one, I was like, ooh. But there's certain people out there that I'm like, oh, this would be perfect for them because, you know, I'm sure the flavors are really good. So she said that she also likes to take a can of Amy's refried beans and 2% shredded cheese and put it under the oven and under a broiler. And she's like, it's protein and fiber from the beans. And Amy's, she says, it's a lower fat refried bean. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm really not afraid of fat like some people. Um, she's like, this one has like three and a half grams of fat for a whole serving. She's like, but I like comfort food. So she's like, I try to find healthier comfort foods that satisfy me and that are different from healthier versions of the comfort food. So she's like, if I'm going to have pasta, and she's like, you know, she's like, that's not to say I can't crave chickpea pasta, but she's like, I do prefer to eat the real thing. She's like, if I want a Twix, I'm going to have the Twix. She's like, I'm not going to have an almond flour cocoa powder date concoction. That's just that healthier version. She's like, Um, you know, she, she, she would rather have the real milk chocolate with sugar than to try to satisfy herself with that dark chocolate, no sugar, healthier version, because she's like, A, I'm not going to be satisfied. And she's like, and sometimes I feel like these healthier dupes are more calorie dense and you're better off to have the real thing. Now couple comments on this. So first of all, let me address the refried beans. First of all, I'm saying I don't like refried beans, but the reality is if I, if, if when, when my fork has grazed a refried bean, when I'm taking a bite of like, you know, a crunchy chip with maybe a little bit of taco meat on it and some salsa and a little guac, if my, if my, if it grazes the refried bean, the flavor is excellent, right? It's, it's very flavorful But the look of a refried bean, I mean, it looks like just sludge. I mean, it looks like diarrhea. Let's be honest. It does. And it's like, I don't know. It's the texture really and the look really throws me off. I've just never even really liked beans in general. I don't like that mealy texture. And I don't know that my body does well with beans. Like even like lentil soup, I always get really gassy and bloated and I just don't know that my body does well with beans. Now, I did recently saw, I saw this thing on Instagram where this woman put these like white beans into her protein shake and she like blended up with all the fruits and the this and the vegetables and the protein powder. I was like, actually, that's a good idea. That is a way that I might be able to get beans into my diet in a way that doesn't feel like I'm eating a bean. Um... Now, do I want to do that? I have to really kind of isolate the bean and see how it really does affect me to see if my body is going to tolerate it. You know, I was just talking to my friend Linnell. She's really trying to figure out like what's going on with her gut. And she's kind of coming to the conclusion that maybe she should just eat meat and not eat any plant-based products at all, which I mean, it would not work for me. But, you know, she's just not comfortable and in pain all the time. She's trying to figure it out. I, I, you know, it, it sucks if you, if you just have, you know, you can't eat all the delicious food that you love. But I I but I I've never been more aware of how foods affect me. And I think it is good to, to pay attention to that. Like, what is your body like? What is your because I don't think I have any problems with gluten. Not that I've noticed, but I the bean thing, the lentil thing, I don't know if it works for me. But just if even just in general, like the texture of a bean, no bueno. So that's what I have to say about that. Now, as far as the healthier dupe. Thing Okay, there's all of these Instagram people that are showing the healthier version and using, you know, oatmeal, no bake cookies with, you know, dark chocolate and, and some of those things look really good. I do understand this idea of like, if it doesn't satisfy you, a lot of people just continue to eat and eat meat because they're not satisfied. And then they might go for the Twix or the ice cream or whatever it is that they really wanted that whole time when they're trying to satiate themselves with something healthier. And that just doesn't do it. You know, Anthony, uh, that doctor that I had on in my last episode, Balduzzi, he's like, well, he's like, there's so many different healthier options out there that why would you go for like, the regular donut when you can have like the healthier version of the donut type of thing. And I, I don't think I said it to him, but I, I, I did. In my mind, I was like, oh, well, what about the tendency to not get satisfied and then binge on other things? But I think people like him that were really disciplined and that have those really defined habits and were raised on healthy food. I mean, his whole lifestyle is like perfection, right? It's like, or or not perfection, right? It's, it's that super, super clean wellness guru type of, of lifestyle, which again, I'm, I, I incorporate some elements of that into my lifestyle and, and then some elements of the debaucherous indulgence lifestyle. So, you know, I am someone that, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I understand what Jenny's saying, like, just have the real thing because you might just go off and eat too much of whatever. And she's talking about how the caloric calories of like, you know, if, if you're using something that has all these nuts in it and, you know, you might actually be consuming more calories only to be not be satisfied. That's really her point. The other thing, though, that that I've noticed with myself and again, everybody has to find out what what works for them and mental stuff comes into play here. Like, I know personally, like, yes, okay, that parfait that I have at night that has banana and strawberry and yogurt and granola and a little bit of honey and maybe some chia seeds, calorically, that might be more dense than if I'm eating, you know, a few, you know, rice, uh, not Rice Krispie Treats, but like... um like peanut butter, peanut butter Reese's type things or or whatever, like something that is, you know, candy and, you know, to get my sugar fix. Well, I will say that I do notice that as far as like how my body digests things and how my body processes things, you know, my body will process those whole foods much better than processing something like a Twix bar and i can tell in the way that my body again processes this food now there's the other thing that's like the mental health thing or or just like the thought of oh i made a healthy choice like i i made the i i ate whole foods versus eating that twix and i think for me anyway i like to sometimes the way i feel on a day-to-day basis, if I, if I have chosen the whole food, there's just a, a good feeling about it. And I think there's, there's a lot of talk about this morality complex that happens with people that eat, you know, eat with high nutrient density and feel like they're superior to other people. That's, that's probably part of it, but it's also just, being able to think to myself like I've made some good, healthy, whole food choices, and that just that just makes me want to continue to choose really other whole foods and and to feel good about the choices that I'm making. So I don't know. I, I I see what Jenny's saying, and I think there's and I think that that works for some people, and I think the kind of Baldusy way works for other people. And, and I'm, I feel like I'm kind of in between there. I might do some of it sometimes and then that make the healthier choice the other time. And I feel really good about those healthier choices. So I'm, I'm always one of those like in between, I see both sides and I kind of do both things a little bit. So everybody's got to find out what works for them. So then Jenny started taking questions. So she was like, I didn't ask me anything segment on my Instagram. And so she wanted to kind of answer people that write in. So she did have a question about, you know, should should people have a protein goal in order to burn fat? And this this person that wrote in said, I have trouble shoving all that food in. And I know what she means. I mean, a hundred grams of protein is a lot to eat in a day. It's it's very filling. And and Jenny was just like, protein is really important for lean muscle mass. And then she was trying to talk about like, you know, how many grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. And she starts doing the math. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing math on here. It was hilarious. She was just like bumbling around doing math. And I I know what she was getting at. She was trying to come up with that calculation that like trainers talk about. And, but she's, she's basically just like, she came to the conclusion. She's like, I try to get around hundred grams. And she's like, that's really what. Maybe a little bit more. And and she's like, for if you're 150 pounds and you're following this, like 0.8 to 1.6 grams per kilogram, she's like, you should be at least be getting 100 grams, maybe even more. And um and I think that that's what she shoots for, and that's what I'm I'm trying to shoot for based on. I mean, if you do that calculation, technically it is a little bit more than that, but. I can't even get up to the hundred grams of protein. So I'm just, I'm just focused on that goal first. And then if I, if I can start consistently hitting that, that protein goal myself, then I, you know, I'll move on. But um, then this other writer, so this is, this is one of the questions that I mentioned earlier that I was like, oh, that was a good response. So this, this writer said, I have a new set weight of 157 pounds. I'm not unhappy with it, but how do I break through it? So it was it was an interesting question because she's she's basically like my body seems to be happy, at and comfortable at this 157 pound mark, and and I'm not unhappy with it. So she's like I'm I, I'm fine with it, but then but then then she's asking like how do I how do I break through that plateau and get lower? That's basically what she's asking. It's kind of a contradiction. And Jenny's like, so I like this first response. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know how you break through it. She's like, she's like, and I don't know why you need to if you're happy with where you're at. So what will breaking through that, that weight accomplish for you? And she's like, and there's no judgment on my part. She's like, if it's a health thing or if it's a vanity thing, she's like, I don't care. She's like, you can do what you want to do. But just ask yourself, why are you trying to break through that number? You know, let's start with that and see why it's important to you. I really like that response from Jenny, because if you're happy with where you're at, why try, why try to torture yourself with weight loss, right? It's like, why, why? Like, if this is where your body's comfortable and you'd have to torture yourself, why go there? What's making you think that you need to? That was a really good response from her. Um, But then she goes on to say, well, there are ways to break through that plateau, but they're not fun or sustainable, but there are ways to do it. And she's like, but you need to figure out your why. And if it's really more important, if it's really that important, you know, she's like, you could do something like the prolon plan. Um, she's like, you can use my code, just Jenny, and you can lose five pounds. <laughs> so, and she goes to commercial, and so Jenny is also a, a influencer for ProLon, so she has her own promo code, just like I have my Veronica twenty, and I did lose five pounds from ProLon when I did it. Um, and I had started at you know started when I was you know binging on all kinds of stuff and had ugh, just was not feeling great <laughs> when I started it. Um, but, but, you know, that is a way to kind of break a plateau. It's, it it's, you know, it wasn't easy. Again, if you want to hear my full Prolon recap, you know, the second time around when I did it, it, it was not as, as, as easy as the first time. Let's just say that, um, if I get it in a third time this year, I'm definitely going to wait a while to do it, but, um. But you know there are ways to 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 jumpstart, if you will. You know, back when I was in the weight loss industry, we had the juice, and you're eating lean protein, raw green vegetables, and drinking this juice for three days. People would lose five to ten pounds on it. And but you know, and then the plan was to like then go into the weight loss plan. So. Um, you know, if you just go back to regular eating habits, you'll probably just gain all that weight back, you know, just like any fad diet that's extreme that you do for a short period of time, you know? Um, but again, I, I did like that. She's first of all, like, why is it, why do you care if you're happy? Why do you care about losing and and breaking through that, that, that weight? Um, okay. So then another writer wrote in, she's like, I'm 52 years old. Why is it so, so hard to lose weight? And why, like, why, why is it so hard? (laughs) So obviously, this is her Weight Wednesday episode. So everybody's talking about weight. And, you know, and she, she has a demographic that is, you know, around her age. And look, you know, as we supposedly, it's not until after 60 that your metabolism truly starts to slow down. What doctors have said is that, you know, it's, it's really our lifestyle changes and, and being more sedentary as we get older and developing more poor habits that make us consistently start to gain weight. Um, but, but regardless, losing weight is hard. You know, you have to be in a calorie deficit and that's not fun. Let's be honest. So, so Jenny's like, it is hard. She's like, maybe go check out Ozempic. <laughs> so she's like, you know, go to one of those clinics. You know, if you want to go that route, um, but maybe you don't want to go that route. But if it's important to you, maybe go look into it. So again, it's I, I kind of had the same thought. It's it's one of those things where it's like these GLP one medications exist, and if somebody, you know, again, we all have the power to do what we want. And, you know, I'm somebody that is no longer trying to torture my body into being, you know, down into the 120s or below, which I did in the past. In fact, I was just looking. So I reinstated this, this Instagram that I have called Cannabinoid Activist. Uh, go check it out. It's all cannabis content. But it's crazy. I was looking back at some of my old photos when I was, I was like a good 18, like almost 20 pounds less than I am now. And I'm I'm very happy with where I'm at now. I looked so emaciated in those pictures. And I'm just much, I'm personally, I am much happier and think I look better at a higher weight. Um, And so I do think it's important and that, you know, we, we do what makes us happy. Right now, I would rather like drinks, have, have some alcohol, have some pasta, enjoy my pizza, you know, and, and just live, eat indulgently sometimes along with, you know, nutri you know, high nutrition value and just have a nice balance in my life. Um, you know, at that time I was very, very unhappy and, and this actually leads, this conversation leads, there's a lot of reasons why I don't want to be that thin anymore So the next writer on the Just Jenny podcast said, do you think that as you get thinner, it makes you look older? And Jenny's like, yeah, I do. She's like, it comes to a point where we have to ask ourselves, is being thin worth it? Because it does age you. So, and that's, again, that's one of the reasons that I'm happier at a higher weight right now. I think having some extra fat. You know, when she said earlier, she's like, some people are so bothered by fat. I'm not bothered by fat. I I get a ton of fat, you know, in my diet. I eat like the, avo- I put almost a whole avocado in my protein shake. I use a lot of olive oil and healthy fats are so good for us, good for our skin, good for our metabolism. And so I'm a huge believer in that. And yeah I, I I've talked about it many many times on this show that I think it's better for people as we age to be at a at a higher weight like a slightly higher weight though know, at least you know a good at least for me and I'm just gonna speak about myself. I think for me, I feel like I look much better a good 10 to 15 pounds heavier than my the lowest weight as I've gotten older. And I I think I'm just going to, and I just, but I want more muscle mass. I think that's the big thing is as we age, we lose muscle mass. And so trying to eat more protein, lift heavier. Uh, One of my listeners has been writing in about how by lifting heavy, that just completely changed her body. And I'm seeing a lot of that on Instagram right now. Um Chad doesn't know this yet, but I did get him some training sessions for Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope he knows that it's not about having a six pack. It's more about just strength training is so important for many reasons. It's important so that we just, the biggest thing is not getting injured, right? And having full mobility and strength as we age and having longevity, being able to travel, hopefully into our eighties, you know? And so I, I, I kind of put it in this card. I put, I'm, I'm giving you the gift of the fountain of youth because I truly do believe that fitness is the fountain of youth. I think as we age, we should be working out and strength training. And, you know, I do Pilates once a week. I do my push ups. I'm not, I do more body weight exercises than I do heavy weights, Uh, Maybe I need to work with a trainer, too, to learn how to incorporate heavier weights. Um, But I did just get that. um, I did a Peter Atiyah episode recently where he talked about the centenarian decathlon. I don't know if that was on a Craving More or one of my free episodes, but, um, you know, he had talked about how when you're in your last decade, you should be able to do a dead hang for a minute and a half. When I first started, when I finally, when Chad finally put that thing up for me, the, the bar, I could only do 50 seconds. I can make it a minute now, but I'm like, oh my God, like I should be able to do more than this in my last decade of life. So I definitely have some work to do. Um, he did get 50 pound weights. So anyway, the trainer that I got for him is going to come to the house and it's my friend's boyfriend. So I'm hoping that I don't care if he does it once a week like ideally he does it twice a week but even just once a week I think will be a benefit for him and hopefully will help him I mean he has all these these back injuries and um and I think he should strengthen his core just for you know to help prevent back injuries and so I'm hoping he sees why I'm getting him this it's not all about vanity it's about longevity it's about health, it's about mobility, it's about living our best lives, our best healthiest lives as we age. So, you know, this podcast talks a lot about weight loss, and this, and diet culture, and that, but overall, I think I, I just like a balanced life, because I think with a balanced life, you can enjoy the deliciousness out there, while also incorporating nutrition, and feeling good, and looking good, and again, a big component is fitness, right? Like that in and of itself is something that everybody should be focused on. I really, really do believe that. And not not necessarily going out and running a marathon or doing something crazy, but, you know, 20 minutes of activity, you know, some strength training, you know, a couple times a week. Uh, so... Anyway, well, that's the episode for today. It was nice to catch up with all of you uh, and have this longer episode where I give my updates and I have my different segments. I do have a Craving More episode coming up next week. And then I will be doing another interview on this free show the following week. I have another fascinating guest. uh, So get ready for that. If anybody has any ideas for shows they'd like to see, for podcasts I should listen to, feel free to DM me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Give me a follow. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, you can also follow my Cannabinoid Activist uh, uh, in, uh, Instagram. That's going to be all my cannabis content. And then my Veronica.Santarelli is my personal. I really don't post a lot there. Um, I'm only mainly focused on, on this diet obsessed account, but, um, anyway, it was lovely to talk to you. Please go leave a rating and review, subscribe to craving more. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very,